Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to Being Eve. I am so happy to have you all joining me today for a brand new episode. Ladies, my apology for missing the release last week. I was away at a retreat, so I did not get an opportunity to record, but I'm back with a new episode that I pray will bless y'all today. Okay, whatever day you're listening, that is the day. So I pray that it will bless you as you tune in, as you hone in, and as you just listen in and hear the heart of this story. So uh, a few days ago, I was sitting down um, and thinking just about life, right? Everything that is going on in today's world. And so I just so happened um, to get a text message from my sister. And in the text message was a video in regards to a particular pastor um, talking about Kevin Samuels. And if you are not familiar with Kevin Samuels, he was a celebrity YouTuber who talked about relationships, right? Um, predominantly to the black community, really um, in a, a very charismatic character, but who also had some rough edges in his approach. And so he was loved and hated by many. And this particular um, pastor had so much vitriol uh, extended towards Kevin Samuels, who recently passed away. And so he talked about Kevin Samuels, and this is after, you know, everyone found out that he had died. And it was with so much hate in, in the undercurrent of the words that he was saying. And I remember messaging my sister about it, and then we happened to get on a call and we talked some more about it. And after we talked, I began to go into prayer. And I thank God for that moment, because uh, you know sometimes where you just be talking, <laughs> especially us women, we can talk a lot and then the talk can end up getting us into trouble because we say things that we shouldn't say or make any, you know, preconceived judgments or pass unrighteous judgment upon the conversation, upon a person, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'm very thankful that after the conversation, I went into prayer and just, you know, praying over the situation, praying for the world just praying for everything, the church, just everything. And as I was praying, I began to pray for this particular pastor. And I'm just going to say his name because I, you know, Jamal Bryant. <laughs> uh, Jamal Bryant, who is at New Birth in Atlanta. And I just began to pray for him, you know, just pray for his life, decisions as a pastor, as a leader, pray, whatever 
area in his life that, you know, he needs the Lord, that the Lord will just extend his grace and mercy upon him, that repentance and all that will, will come. And that's for everybody. That's also including for me. We all need repentance. We all need grace. We all need God's mercy, his faithfulness, his kindness, his goodness, his gentleness, all of the above. And so I began to pray for Jamal Bryant in that regard. And as I began to pray and I just crying out to God, praying to God, and then I just heard the words before it's too late, before it's too late. And as I'm praying, I'm just repeating before it's too late, praying before it's too late. And so I then began to just worship. And I said, you know what, this is a great time to bring my children to just be a part of the worship, to be a part of what's happening with me and down, you know, I'm praying, I'm worshiping God. They should be a part of it. They should witness it too, because oftentimes I'm having my prayer time, my alone time in the morning. And when I do have praise and worship time is in the evening, it is not as um, bountiful and fulfilled because I'm day has already gone. And so I grab them and I say, hey, guys, come downstairs. And I just began to tell them, you know, come and thank God with me. Come and praise God with me. Just thank him for everything. And after a while, they were just like, but my, uh, you know, mommy, we ain't got nothing else. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean you don't have nothing else? Do you know what God has done for us? Do you know what he has done for you? Do you know what he has supplied for us and provided for us? And then I realized that they didn't know. And they didn't know because I failed to tell them. I failed to instruct them. I failed to teach them. And, you know, there are times I, I have Bible studies and I have praise and worship time with them, but I never sat down with them and, and truly poured into them the importance of gratitude and thanksgiving when it comes to God. You know, we teach our children manners all the time. Say please, say thank you, say you're welcome, all that stuff. But do we teach them how to give thanks to God, how to be grateful to God, what to thank God about? And that weekend, it just so happened that we were celebrating my eight-year-old's birthday. And so I was just telling her, I said, you have plenty of things to thank God about. You have your life. You're seeing number eight. You're not sick. You're not in the hospital. And I just began to become so emotional because I'm like, baby, do you understand that there's so many children that don't see eight? Or there's so many children that wake up to their eight-year-old birthday in the hospital. There's so many children that woke up that turned eight today that no one cares. Like literally not a single person in their house or anything said anything to them about a day that they were born. No one literally cares. But today, you know, you got this, you got that. Your dad did this for you. I did that for you. There's so much to thank God about. And as I was just pouring into them, my heart was saddened because I'm like, wow, Lord, what an injustice I have done to you that I have not taught my children the importance of being thankful and grateful. And in America, we can get so caught up in things, in things, in having the latest things, in getting the latest stuff, in being at the latest plateau and getting the bag and having all of these things that we forget the foundational pieces 
that makes a life a life, that we forget the foundational things that makes a child grow into a healthy human being because gratitude is not just important spiritually gratitude is important in the natural as well it is important to be grateful for life you don't have to know christ in order to be grateful right and gratitude opens doors um and so i i just was like ugh, i i beat myself up a little bit <laughs> and then i got back up and realize that it wasn't a bad thing because it, it happened before it was too late. It happened before it was too late. My children are still small, right? I was able to grab them and pour into them and that. And then I realized I have to start incorporating moments of gratitude in the morning, telling them, let's thank God in this moment. Let's make sure that we say, what are we thankful for? We just don't wait until Thanksgiving to declare what we're thankful for, right? And so it, I'm just so grateful that God was able to open my eyes and my heart to this before it's too late. And as I was just thinking about that phrase that was just ringing in me before it's too late, aside from what took place with my daughters, which I felt it was important to share, because I think as parents, as women, as um, you know, moms, coworkers, career women, entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever else you classify yourself with, whatever hat you wear, it's important to really seek the face of God before it's too late. As a matter of fact, I know that's what this podcast is about because we take God for granted in a lot of ways. We take the sun for granted. We take the moon for granted. We take all the things that God created with his very own mouth and breath for granted. We take the ability to walk for granted. We take the ability to talk for granted. We take the ability to have children and and them not being sick, right? Um, having children that are well. Some of us take that for granted. I know there are so many parents out there who are crying over their babies day and night for healing, asking God to heal their babies. But yet some of us have children who are alive and well at home and we forget to tell God, thank you. Thank you that our babies see another day. Thank you that our babies are not sick. Thank you that they're not struggling mentally, struggling physically, that they are well. And I just want to share this with you all before it's too late, before it's too late, because we're in a time and season in this world. And just thinking about Kevin Samuels, thinking about how he was at the pinnacle of his career, right? He's at the top of the top of being a YouTuber that everyone knows. My sister was telling me that he was recently on the show ATL, so he's broken through all these barriers and then he just dies of a heart attack. Now, whatever he didn't do, whatever he wanted to do, it's too late now. It's too late. And so I think that's why that alarm started ringing in me before it's too late because some of us are living our lives like we're asleep. We're living our lives not paying attention to the most important things. We're living our lives, you know, just to get to that bag, just to get to that paycheck or, you know, we're, we're living our lives walking dead, right? We're just surviving in this thing called life. And I, I'm, I want to make sure that I'm like, guys, girls, wake up ladies before it's too late. Wake up before it's too 
late. Life is short. You don't know the day nor the hour that you're going to be called home. You don't know the day or the hour judgment is going to come to your house. We don't know what the plans of God are. We just know our footsteps are ordered. We don't know his full plans. We don't know God's full plan for our lives. We get glimpses. We get pieces. We get, um, understanding based upon the season, right? Just like, you know, when it's winter outside, you can tell the season by going outside is kind of brisk and cold. You're like, Ooh, we're in winter, right? It's the same thing when as a child of God and you're living in the plans of God, you just know the seasons, but you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what the today brings, right? So it's always important to live life on purpose before it's too late, Live your life on purpose before it's too late. Mother your children on purpose before it's too late. Solidify your marriages on purpose before it's too late. You know, uh, do the things that God has called you to do before it's too late. Before it's too late. So many things have have happened over this weekend where lives have been taken just by going to the supermarket or sitting in a church or attending a game, simple things like that. Who would think that you go to the supermarket and that would be your last moment on earth? Or you go to a game and that would be your last moment on earth? Or you're sitting down in a church And that would be your last moment on earth. No one knows their day and their hour. That's why I'm not too big on, you know, end times talk. Because it truly can be your end time when your time ends. So what difference does it make when Christ returned that when the lights turn out for you, that's your end time. That's where you will meet your judgment, where you're going to go heaven or hell. And I know people don't like to hear that H-E-double-L, but it's a fact. It's a reality. If we can see glimpses of hell on earth, best believe it exists, just as you see glimpses of heaven on earth. And so I wanted to impart this in you all. I pray that you're receiving it as I'm sharing it, because even as a mother, I missed the mark in regards to teaching my children gratitude, how to thank God for the very little things that they have. How can I be a child of God who thanks God every day, but my children don't know what to thank God for? What? I had to pause before it's too late and bring them in before it's too late until they get older, their teenage years. Can you imagine what kind of children would have been raising up that are ungrateful, that think they deserve everything? It would have been too late. And so I implore you ladies as you're listening to just really take inventory of your own life and things that you need to change before it's too late. Before it's too late. No one knows their day and their hour. No one. No one. When I started to pray for uh, Jamal Bryant, I was praying for him because I understood that he was talking about a man that is deceased in such a vitriol way that there's some, there must be something in his heart that is off. 
So I began to pray for him that he come to full repentance before it's too late. No one is above reproach. I don't care what title is in front of your name. We can make mistakes. We can say things that we should not say or do things that we should not do. And so therefore, because we're flesh and blood, we can step out of God's will and we need to step back into his will before it's too late. Before that time comes and we're called home and then our destination is where we don't want it to be before it's too late. And so as I share this, I pray that it's it's seeping into you that today, today is that day where you sit down and you say to yourself, you know what, let me take inventory of my life. What areas of my life do I need to wake up on? Going into a season in this nation of election season again. And here we start seeing these familiar things that happen every election cycle. I pray that you all, as the election cycle begins to come around this November, that every single one of us begin to fall to our knees and begin to ask God, number one, to repent for the people that we've chosen in the past that were unrighteous and full of hell. And then number two, to ask God to help us increase our spirit of discernment so that we can make better choices, that we can choose people that have righteousness in their hearts and in their minds that God will be able to use for his glory as they sit in those seats and make those laws that not only impact our society, but our nation and our world. Because the Bible talks about when there's a righteous leader in power, the people rejoice. But when we have wicked leaders, the people lament. And so it is so important for us to begin to wake up. What are some of those areas in our lives that we are sleepy hollow? What are some of those areas in our lives where we are dead men walking? What are some of those areas in our lives that we need to wake up and ask God to show us what we need to do? Because we could be good in one area and then have another area that's dead. We can have, we can be great in our careers, but our marriage is like a desert. We could be great in our marriage, but we're not doing well in our parenting. So what is it that in my life, in your life, take an inventory that we need to begin to wake up and say, Father God, revive that area of my life. Revive that dead place. Wake it up, God, that that dead place, Father Lord God, will begin to bear good fruit so that I can be the woman that you have called for me to be. So that I can make righteous decisions, decisions that you, that are aligned with your will, decisions that you want me to make, decisions that you would be glorified in. Because we're living in a time and season, y'all, where it's no longer play, play. (laughs) I say that all the time. It's no longer play, play. It's no longer play, play. If you're watching the news, you can see. If you see the atmosphere, the vibe in the world, there's something different. There's something different going on. And if you can sense it, you know that it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. We can no longer afford to have those dead areas of our lives. We can no longer afford to be asleep at the wheel, right? Because a lot of us are asleep at the wheel, expecting 
to get to our destination safely. Eyes closed, knocked out and all. Can you imagine? And you're not in a Tesla. (laughs) You are asleep at the wheel and expecting to get to your destination safely. How, Sway? How? How? It is impossible. It is impossible. And you're like, well, Casey, Jesus takes the wheel. Yes, but guess what? He needs you to open your eyes because he did not create you to be a robot. He needs for you to wake up and be a willing participant in your life. And so you cannot be asleep at the wheel holding on to Jesus for him to come down and do everything for you. No, he did his part. You do your part. He did his part. You do your part before it's too late. It brings me back to Moses and Moses is going to be our next um, biblical character, by the way. So I'm going to take a snippet out of that conversation we're going to have next week. But it brings me back to a story in Moses in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15. And this is the part where the children of Israel has left um, Egypt and uh now Pharaoh and his army are literally behind them, right? They turn around, they see Pharaoh and his army coming. And so everybody begins to panic. And Moses is like, whoa, 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 calm down, everybody. The, you know, the Lord is going to rescue us. All you got to do is remain quiet. He will fight for you. The enemies you see today, you will never see again, right? And then in verse 15, the Lord says to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to break camp. As for you, lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. As for me, I am going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them and I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh. So God is telling him, why are you crying out to me when I gave you the very tools that you need in order for you to do what you need to do? Tell the people of Israel to break camp. Tell them to get up before it's too late. Get your staff out before it's too late. And this is what I'm going to do. It's the same for us today. God has given us everything that we need in order to thrive in this thing called earth, even with the adversity, even with the trouble, even with the pain, even with the heartache. He has given us everything we need and he has put it into the palm of our hands. But a lot of times we refuse to read the owner's manual We refuse to submit to the owner's manual and find out who we are, what we were called to do, what our staff is. We refuse to do it. And then when we suffer because the Egyptians are near, when we suffer because we can't cut through the Red Sea, when we suffer because we're not listening, we're not following, we're not being obedient, we begin to cry out to God. When everything he has provided and he's like, why are you crying out to me? Get up woman of God before it's too late. Get up man of God before it's too late. Where is your staff? 
Why have you not read the owner's manual? So many of us are literally not reading our word. We have no idea what the owner's manual says about ourselves. And many of us do it. I know I've never read an iPhone owner's manual, okay? I've never read the manual for the iPhone. So guess what? I don't fully understand the functionality of my phone because I've never read it, right? Cars have a 2018 right now. I've never read the owner's manual of that car. And don't plan to either because I don't really have any interest to. But guess who's missing out? I am. And I will fully know it too, because if I don't read that owner's manual, I don't understand the full functionality of the vehicle. So there's certain things that I am not aware of because who really sits down to read that thick book in their car? Some people do it. And by all means, God bless them because they fully understand their vehicle. But if you have the owner's manual, if you have the Bible, that is our owner's manual and we don't read it. We don't understand who we are. We don't know who we are. And we don't know the staff that is in our hand. Moses had a staff that was able to cut the Red Sea in half. He was able to do certain signs, miracles, and wonders because of that staff. God has given us the ability to know our staff, but that staff comes by sitting down, getting to know him and understanding the owner's manual. The owner is God through Christ Jesus. What does he have for me? What did he create me to do? What purpose does he want for me to fulfill? And the more I read the manual, the more I come to the full understanding and the knowledge of God and not just the full understanding and the knowledge of God, but truly the full understanding and the knowledge of myself. And it's a manual that is absolutely needed. When was the last time you picked up your owner's manual? When was the last time you sought the face of God? When was the last time you, you loved on him and spent time with him and sought his face, not just for yourself, but for your family, for your children? When was the last time you really sat down to understand what God's will is for your life instead of looking towards everybody else to tell you? God wants us to have a relationship with him. A relationship of desire and want to be with him. A relationship where we want to hear what he has to say. Not just about ourselves, but the world, the nations, our country. We treat him sometimes like, you know, some of us may have had these relationships where you had this man, right? Good man. Loved you spend time with you, shower you with gifts and adoration, say all the right things. But then, you know, you just start taking him for granted. You think he's going to always be there. You're going to do what you do. You're like, oh, someone's like, he ain't going nowhere. That's my, he ain't going nowhere. He loved me. He ain't going nowhere. And that's how we treat God. He ain't going nowhere. He loved me. Oh, but grace. But grace does run out. Grace does run out before it's too late. Do not treat God like he's some pick me up and drop me off. He is everything. He is everything and more. 
before it's too late, ladies, begin to pick up the owner's manual, begin to seek his face, begin to understand and know what he created you for, what he designed you for. Begin to seek his face about the things that you desire to accomplish in this thing called life. What is his will for your life before it's too late? Seek him for your children before it's too late. There is an onslaught on the children in this nation and around the world. Everything with Disney, everything they're putting in these shows, everything that is happening with these pedophiles and different people being caught in pedophile rings. They're literally in the classroom, judges, teachers, pastors getting caught up in pedophile rings. There's an onslaught on our children. But if we're asleep at the wheel, huh? if we're asleep at the wheel with the babies in the back seat, not belted, not in their car seat, expecting to get to our destination safely, we are playing Russian roulette with our children. Before it's too late, ladies, wake up, wake up. Belt your children in. Begin to impart into them, to parent and all that. It's a lot. But I guarantee you, as we pour into our children, we're not just saving their lives. We're saving the lives of their children that's going to come from them. We're saving their marriages before their marriages even happen because now they have the tools to succeed in their marriage because they know how to pray. They know how to give thanks. They know how to worship. They know how to read their word. They know how to seek the face of God. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. You don't know the day and the hour. Tomorrow's not promised to any man. Before it's too late. I pray that this has touched your heart. I pray that it has awakened certain areas of your life where you know you have lacked. I pray that it has sharpened you because iron sharpens iron, right? I pray that it has sharpened some of you that where the areas you were dull, you have now been sharpened and you have now realized that you need to go seek the face of God on certain things in certain areas of your life where you've been lazy, where you've dropped the ball, it's time to now pick it up and say, okay, God, let me get back where I need to be. Let me start reading the owner's manual more and again and again and again and again until I fully understand or come to an understanding of who and what you desire of me. What's my identity, Father? Right? Asking these questions that are pinnacle This is why I'm always on this podcast this season talking about identity because if you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are the best NBA player. If they don't know who they are, eventually it's going to come up. Even in all the winnings, it will start to show up in their life. Things will start to deteriorate because you don't know who you are. You have a talent, you have a gift, but you don't know who you are. So that talent can take you where your character cannot sustain you. Shout out to A.R. Bernard, who taught me that principle a long time ago. 
Your talent can take you where your character cannot sustain you. That's why we have all these celebrities and people suffering even in their money and in their celebrity just suffering because they don't know who they are. They just have this amazing talent and people pull on them and prod on them and pull them up and do all these things. The same thing in the church world, celebrity pastors. When you see them fall and they lost their way, they lost their way. They either one, didn't know who they were in the beginning. Two, did not get the deliverance necessary in order to be where they are. Three, was not processed. Four, did not have any accountability. Five, did not know who they were in Christ. They picked up whatever identity of whatever spiritual parent or whomever that they saw and began to cloak themselves in that garb. And then their talent, their gift took them somewhere that their character couldn't sustain them. So they failed. They fall. They fall in their marriages. They fall in their parenting. And it's all because when you don't know who you are, you don't know where you're going. And your talent could pull you through. Your talent can pull you through. And that's the dangerous thing about, um, about all of this because God doesn't take away our gifts and talents. So he gives it to us willingly and freely whether or not we submit it back onto him, right? And so you can literally be a gifted speaker, encourager, powerful warrior, even when you pray. But you can have all that and still not know the Lord. And still not know who you are. And so we have to be careful even about putting too much stock in the things that we're able to do. And oh, I'm this and I'm that and I can do this and I can do that. Do you know who you are? Do you truly know who you are? Do you know why God called you and purposed you for this life? Are you truly living the life that God called you to live? Are you living on purpose? Are you delivered and set free from bondages of sin that are in your bloodline, that are in the generations before you? Are you suffering or battling from lust, from depression, anxiety? Are you struggling in your mind? Is your mental health off? Because you can have Great talent and ability and all these things could be plaguing you all at the same time. Are you struggling with perversion? And so it is important for us not to just pacify certain things because we're able to do, oh, I'm a mom. I'm able to do. I'm able to, I'm able to clean. I'm able to cook. I have all these things that I'm able to do. But yet your heart is not right. Your mind is not right. You don't know who you are, even as a mom, as you carry that title as a mom. And if you're a mom and you don't know who you are, how are you going to raise up children that's going to know who they are? How are you going to tell them about identity and self-worth and value if you are lacking in that area of your life? How can you impart something that you don't have? It's so important for us, y'all. To wake up before it's too late. To begin to look at those dry, arid places in our lives and begin to say, okay, God, you see that there? I need you in that particular area. Have your way, Lord. Touch that area, God. 
Heal me in that area, that pain there from when I was a child, Lord. I give that pain to you. Heal me there, Father. Wake me up in that particular area of my life, Lord, where I've been drowsy sleeping. I've been meaning to go back to school, Lord. I hear you calling me to go back to school, but I've been drowsy and sleepy in that area. Wake me up, Lord. I hear you showing me about my marriage, God. I hear you telling me I need to do certain things. I need to change certain things. Father, wake me up in that area, God. I hear you, Father. I see these certain things in my children, Father. I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to do. Help me, Father. Lead me to the truth as I pick up the owner's manual. How should I pray? What should I do, God? Because I see it, but I don't know where to start. Father, help me in my finances, God. I'm sleepy in that area. I'm weary in that area. I'm making mistakes in that area. Father, God, I need you to take that dry and arid place of my life and begin to show me how to cultivate it. Show me how to begin to sow good seeds. Show me how to, Father, Lord God, begin to bear good fruit in that land of my finances, God. Show me where the cankerous worms are. Show me where the thief comes in the night to sow weeds in the ground that my finances are, Father Lord God, being choked up. Show me what I need to do, God. Wake me up in that area so I can be, Father, a kingdom financer, so I can begin to give, so I can begin, Father Lord God, to do new things. Show me, Lord God. Wake me up in that area before it's too late. Father God, as I close out this episode, I pray for every heart that is tuned in. I pray for the mom. I pray for the wife. I pray for the sister. I pray for the friend. I pray for even the brother that is tuned in. Father, I pray for every single heart that, Father, they will yield themselves to your voice in this episode, not my voice, Father, but your voice, that they will yield themselves, Father, Lord God, and begin to, Father, seek your face before it's too late, that they will begin to pick up their owner's manual, that they will begin to, Father, search your word for the truth, studying to show themselves approved before it's too late. That they will begin, Father, Lord God, to desire your will and your way for their life. That they will begin, Father, Lord God, to not only just live, Father, but live for you before it's too late. That, Father God, that they will repent for the decisions that they made, Father, the things that they did, for the wrong that they committed, for the wrong seeds that they sold, for the, Father, backbiting, the cheating, the lying, the stealing, Father, Lord God, for all forms of the immorality, Father, that they will repent for unbelief, Father, for lack of faith, that they will repent, Father, Lord God, before it's too late. That, Father, they will submit their whole selves onto you, their whole selves onto you, so that they can begin to live for you, to glorify you, to go out into all the world and tell the world about you before it's too late. That not a single one of them will leave this earth before they accomplish everything that you have called for them to accomplish. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for sealing it in their hearts and in their minds before it's too late. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray.
Amen and amen. God bless you, ladies. See you next week. Hey, girl, have you gotten your copy of Being Eve in Adam's World? No? Well, what are you waiting for? This book is a revelatory interpretation of the very first woman to ever walk the face of the earth. Although Eve's story is very brief, there is so much to be learned from her. Heck, the podcast was named after her. When you open up the very first chapter of this book, you will begin to travel through Eve's journey, a voyage of discovery that reveals the life of every woman in some way, shape, or form. At the end of each chapter, you will also find lessons from Eve to you. Each lesson derived from her personal experiences will be a guiding light on how to thrive in Adam's world. So get your copy of Being Eve in Adam's World today. You'll find the link in the show notes. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with Being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know Being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.